Good morning, everybody. Today is, what's today? June 20th. Wow. Okay, so we started talking yesterday about tzedakah and regarding the idea of uh, is it a mitzvah or is it a minhag or is it a what? We're talking about ma'asir. We're not talking about um, ma'asir of grains. That we said for sure, 100% is a mitzvah for the Torah, no obligation. And do we learn the laws of what we call ma'asir as our tzedakah from there? Because there's a huge difference. Because, which we'll, we'll, we'll realize today, that people who have produce, regardless of how wealthy you are, are obligated to give ma'asir. If you, have a, if you had a field, I don't care how big your field is, and something grew, you have an obligation. doesn't matter how much it is. But that's not true for staka. People who, who, who don't have what to live with are not obligated with staka. So it really is important to figure out th- this ma'asir. Define what to live yeah, with. Yeah. Uh, okay. So exactly what 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 you what you need to survive. Okay. We'll define exactly that. And 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 everybody's got different socioeconomic statuses. So right. So at what point are we saying okay? You, you know you're not obligated to giving staka because you can't afford X Y Z. Right. Because sedaka as a mitzvah is a mitzvah on its own, other than ma'asir. And if we're learning the laws of staka from Maaser, then maybe I'm obligated to give my staka regardless. And if I'm not, then I'm not obligated to give unless I can afford to. So it's it's important to figure this part out. So here Maaser, we, Maaser, no matter what your okay. economic thing is. Yeah, have if to, I have a field and I grew something in my field. Even if you need it all to feed your family. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Ha, no, so doesn't matter. No matter what. You have to give Maaser. If you don't get enough from your own field, so that's why you'll get ma'asir ani from somebody else, and you can go get leket or pe'a or shechicha or something. You can collect in English. In English, so we, we, person people people have fields, right? They have certain obligations to leave things for the ani. You have to leave the corner of the field uncut. The ani can come take. And if you're gathering wheat, while you're gathering things fall on the floor, you're not allowed to pick them up. Or if you got you forgot some bundles out in the field someplace when you're collecting, you left. You have to leave them there. So if I have a small field and I don't have enough for my own family, I'm allowed to go take the, that stuff also. That people, other people that have to leave also for Aniim. So I, I, I have to still give ma'asir from what I grew. I'm always obligated ma'asir no matter what. So if if sedaka is ma'asir from ma'asir, then I'd be obligated to give sedaka when I say ma'asir. So our ma'asir. Field has to give ma'asir and leave. That's leave correct. That is true. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Okay, so let's figure out now. How, you know what, what's the story with our maaser money? Is that we because we for us we don't have fields. Nobody has fields. Right? We're, not, we're not growing. We're not farmers. So you know it, it, when I say I'm separating maaser from my business and from my income and from my, is that because it's daka or that's because it's maaser? There's a huge difference, right? And, and maaser, if you have a field, yeah, and you sell all the produce. Can you give 10% of that produce, of the money? So I'm not allowed to sell the produce. I actually have to give the produce to the Levi. It's, no it's, no his, it's his It's his responsibility. No yeah. if, if there's no anim, I have to hold on you, to it for you, him until he comes. <laughs> I can't do it. I, you're right, it's going to rot. I'll sell it and put the cash on the side That's and give it to the Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not mine. I'm just, I'm just a watchman yeah, over it, right? Now I own the field in Coltsnick, New Jersey. Right. And, uh, there's good. no Anim coming to my good. field. Good, good, good. Right, right. Absolutely. I still have an obligation to give it to Anim. So you're right. So They're not coming to the I have to sell it and put it on the side. And 10% will go to the Anim. But that's, that, that is the the produce itself, right? If I'm just selling it and taking the exact value of what I got, that's the same thing as giving him an apple or giving me a dollar because the apple's a dollar. It's the same right. thing. Right. Okay. So here we go. They're looking at, we're on page uh, 11. The Taz. The Taz... Okay, let's just get some of the names straight. This is two days I have. He's the son-in-law of the Bach, what we talked about yesterday. The Bach was a commentary on the Tur. Okay, we wrote it was about in the 1500s, 
And he was the one who told us yesterday that this mitzvah of giving ma'aseh from your money is not a mitzvah. It's not a, it's not a doraita mitzvah, it's not a rabbinical mitzvah, it's a minhag. Okay, that was the Bach's opinion. Then we saw yesterday after that the Habot Ya'ir who disagreed with the Bach. And now we're going to have the Taz who's the son-in-law of the Bach. It's his son-in-law's fault. Okay, so this is what he says. He says, Nir'ah, top right corner. Nir'ah diyesh lidmot ma'aser shemafrishin min harebah mamon ladin ma'aser ani shal tevu'at tevu'otu perot. Tevu'at perot. He says, I think we're supposed to compare that this law of giving money from your ma'aser, from your income, to the law of ma'aser from your produce. Yes. Umor Hami, my father-in-law, katav, ma'aser shel mamon shelanu, en bo hayuv lo min rabanan. And my father-in-law wrote that there's no obligation, rabbinically, or not rabbinical, right, or for the Torah. Vitamati says, I, I, I don't know, I was wondering why. Shahare rosh shiman resh mem tet, mevuar shehayuv gamurhu. It's point to Siman Reshmem Tet and Shulchan Aruch. It says, clearly it's a mitzvah. Vabet Yosef, right? That's Maran. Mevi'o b'shem Yerushalmi. Okay? He says, uh, I don't know. He says, I, my father was wrong. <laughs> That's what he says. Okay? And then he argues with his father a lot in many, many places, the Taz. But they got along great. But they just, they just argue all day long. <laughs> anyway, but he clearly says it's a mitzvah. Look at the Petchet Teshuvah. He's got to quote all the opinions back and forth on the two sides that are saying that it's a mitzvah. There's only one other person other than the Bach that says it's not. So here we go. Dinet on the bottom. It says, So we have the Ba'er Hetev saying it's You have Shar Ephraim. You have the Chavot Ya'ir we saw yesterday. The Ya'avetz. Be'er Ya'akov. All of them are saying... That they, they, this is absolutely a mitzvah, at least rabbinical mitzvah. The tema ala geonim, he says, says the pitchet shuvah, all these lists that I just gave you. Shene'ela mehem tishuvat maharam mirutenberg. Okay, the maharam mirutenberg is on the side of the bach. Mevu'ar sham kedat abach. She'enu mina Torah, lo midrabanan, elo minhag be'alma. So now what that did was now is that the Bach is not a single opinion anymore. There's multiple opinions now. Now I have, I have, I have multiple opinions on two sides. I have two here. It doesn't matter on the other side. Once I have two, now it's a machloket poskim. Some of them are saying it's the Rabbanan. Some of them are saying it's, 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 sorry. Some are saying it's nothing. It's a total minhag. The Bach, Maharami Rutenberg, giving money from your ma'asir, from your kesh, is not a mitzvah at all, not rabbinical, not from the Torah. It's a minhag. The other ones are saying, no, no, we saw the Tosafot, that we saw the, all these other opinions that are quoting that saying it's at least, at least, a rabbinical mitzvah, potentially a deoraita mitzvah, from the Pasuk we saw yesterday, Aser to Aser Kol Tevu Atzadecha. The word called potentially could make it Doraita. So we have a huge mahlukin. It's either potentially a mitzvah from the Torah or it's nothing. Right? Okay. So well, what does that do for us? So how did the Bach interpret a interpret a call? The Pasuk. Yeah. We saw yesterday. He tells you according to you. We'll go back and we look at it. If you want to see what he says with the Pasuk, he'll tell you he'll tell you it's for something else, like you wanted to say. Okay. What, 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 you know? okay. Yeah. Okay. So we need to figure out for us, from our from our perspective, what, what are we going to do with this, you know, with the, with this mahlokit, because it's going to have ramifications of how I can apply my maaser. Because even if it's a minhag, right? Let's say it's a minhag, but we've accepted we let's say we accepted the minhag already. So once we accept it as a minhag, so now we have we have to follow it. It's going to be halacha for us. So we have to figure out what that means as far as. Can I sometimes give ma'asir and sometimes not give ma'asir if it's a minhag? Maybe I come into circumstances when 
I can't do it this week, or I can't do it this month, and I don't have to anymore. I'm not obligated. I have to make it up. Do I have to make up my ma'asir? And I don't know, the, the boiler broke this month, and I had to spend an extra $10,000 to fix the boiler, and I don't have any extra money and this month. Weekly, monthly? Yeah, good, good, good. The, guy, the guy's on a weekly salary, so it's very easy to give himself ma'asir. His only income is his ma'asir, is his check, you know? It's very easy to do. But if a guy's running a business, no, so that's a little... So, no, 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 it's an, it's an annual thing at the end of the day, but, you know, it's calculated... Calculated as your income is coming in, but you're not obligated to disperse it till, right? You have to get rid of it within. You're actually, my said you're saying it's annual, but when you do my said from the field, it's. It's, not it, it is because how many times do you, how many it's times do you harvest? Seasonal, seasonal, seasonal. seasonal. So it's yeah. seasonal. Right, seasonal. Right. Okay. This is the um, this is the Hafez Chaim. Is what he says. Hafez Chaim says. I'm on page twelve. Let's go back to a little bit. Person should really he wants to say make a condition when you're going to start giving maaser should make a, 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 a tnai condition. Then you get out of the problem. You get out of the problem of is it a mitzvah de oraita? Is it a banana? Do I have to? I don't have to. If I accept it upon myself with conditions, says tov I'm going to start giving maaser bili neder. So it sounds like he's, he's on the opinion. That's that not, not an obligation. Not that's right. That's right. So we need to make a distinction now between giving ma'aser versus making a neder. Right? So if someone vows to give tzedakah, I don't care if you have the money or not. You made a vow. You have an obligation to fill your vow. If you made a donation. So that, that, that's 100%. If you made a donation, that's a vow, making a neder. Unless you said Billy neder at the time. Right, so then you have an obligation. It doesn't matter if you have that money or don't have that money. That obligation is going to hang on your head until you pay it off. It doesn't go away. So, but an obligation to give tzedakah, if it's based on a minhag, then it's much more lenient. I don't have to fulfill the minhag if I can't fulfill the minhag because this week the boiler broke and now I got to pay the plumber ten grand to replace my boiler. I don't have any money for tzedakah. But I'm not obligated to give tzedakah then. But if I made the neder. Then I would be obligated, even that, if I have to pay for the boiler. Stop luck. So the big difference between just being obligated versus a neder, right? If it's a, if it's a minhag and I'm fulfilling the minhag and I obligated myself through doing that, it's not the same as being obligated because I made a vow but to do it. If, if I vow to do it, it's a big problem. But if you're making the neder, you go up to Torah, you make the. That's money, it. That, that's it. Okay. That's the, yeah. yeah. But, that, but it's not in a time zone. It's not no, it's not. It no, has no, to be done in a specific time. Okay. So that that's going to come. The, the question is, what what is that time? That's yes, okay. So. If we're calling it nedarim, so the Gemara says when it comes to a vow, you, ha- uh, you have until shalosh regalim from the time that you made the vow to make that to fulfill yeah, that vow. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily no. year. It's shalosh regalim. It's shalosh regalim. So it depends when you made the vow in the year, right? Because some of them are close together. Pesach and Shavuot are only fifty days apart. So if you did it before, right before Pesach. You have much less than a year. You have six months only to fulfill the vow. But if I did it right before, I don't know, right after Sukkot, right after I have a, over. I have over a year. No, Shavuot because I have right. three. I need Shalosh right. I pass Sukkot again. Right. So it depends on when you did it. But you have Shalosh Regalim. Yeah. Okay. So thirteen. Okay. This is a, a book called Sefer Sedakah Mishpat. He writes a bunch of laws about Sedakah, and he says. A little bit about what we're talking about now regarding is it a vow, is it a, is it not a vow? What if, you're, if you're giving yeah. constantly 10%, you don't make a vow. So that you, you became a minhag, you became a minhag for you. That's what you're talking about now. So that's exactly what we're going right now. Perfect question. So look this. If you want to say ma'asir of giving money from you, it's only sedaka. It's not 
because of we have to give ma'asir ani for my field. No, no, it's just sedaka. Guy can't afford it now. Person who doesn't have enough to live with, right? I want to define how much that he needs, but he doesn't have enough. Then he's patur from giving tzedakah. That means he would also be patur from giving this ma'asir. Okay? That's not true. Because if you learn the laws of ma'asir safim from ma'asir ani, which is from the grain, doesn't matter how, how little you have, if you have a field, you have to give ma'asir. So it really is important to learn which or figure out where, where we're getting this idea of giving ma'asir for my money. Miu. He says, Davka bistam. That's only when you just didn't say anything, right? If I made a vow that I'm going to give 10% of my assets to Siddhartha. I don't care if you have the money or not. You made a vow. It's two different things, right? Anybody who made a vow to pay Siddhartha is obligated to pay no matter what. Okay. On the left side. Guy gets a monthly salary. Every month he knows exactly his ACH into his account. Once a month he knows exactly to the pennies how much is coming. Good? One month happened, big expenses. I don't know, his kid's getting married. Whatever the story is, right? Now he doesn't have enough anymore. He's got big expenses, doesn't have any. And for that month he doesn't have enough money now. He doesn't have enough, right? Finish. That month, you don't have to give Maser. So every month he's been giving, I don't know, let's say he's, every month he's getting 8000 whatever the number is, and every month he's putting on the side 10%, $842.17 into a Maaser account. That, this month comes, big expense. Okay? That month, he doesn't have to put the money into his account. It's not, a, it's not an obligation. And now he's doing it every week. There's no hate to do it. No. No, he doesn't even hatara. Because even if he accepted upon himself, it doesn't matter. Dumya People used to have a minhag to fast on a said yemet So a kefiyah minhag. He woke up one morning. He's sick. He has a cold. He doesn't feel good. He doesn't want to fast. Does he need to make hatara? He was, he was no ache to fast. No, you don't need to. You don't need hatara over here too. If you're holding the, the, the tzedakah is really only a minhag. And you're fulfilling the minhag very nice, but that doesn't mean when I now, when I can't because of extenuating circumstances, that now makes me patur. I don't have to do it anymore. And I don't have to make it up next month. No, finish. That month I'm patur. Okay? So it's an interesting, interesting thought process. But it comes out so far, we're going to learn as we go along that, that um, there, most of the opinions hold that ma'asir, ma'asir safim is not for ma'asir ani. It's not. It's really because it's, it's, it's a minhag. Minhag. Um, that requires us to do it. Doesn't mean we're not doing it because we did accept it to do it. We did accept it upon ourselves and we have to fulfill it. But there are now leniencies. There are a lot of leniencies of what I can do with it. And, and, and what you know, what can I use it for? And when, what happens when I can't when I can't do it this week or this month or this year? Now he's patur. Okay. We'll stop here for today.